man, if we could just do a great, great project like that, then clients would want to hand us more projects because great work begets more great work, doesn't it? Well, not really. Hi, I'm Joel Pilger, and you're listening to episode 52 of the RevThinking podcast, the conversation between creative entrepreneurs who know the best way to deal with the future is to create it. Today's topic is everyone has a sales problem. Welcome to RevThinking, the podcast for next generation creative entrepreneurs. Now, here is your host, Joel Pilger. Hello, everyone. It's Joel, and today is Wednesday, August 29th. And I'm coming to you, well, I'm actually traveling between cities um, on my way back from New York City, where Tim Thompson and I uh, spent a couple days together working with some of our clients there in Manhattan and Brooklyn, which was, as you might imagine, a blast working with the fabulous creative entrepreneurs in New York City. Um, We had some great meetings as well with some other studio owners, and it's always such a great time. I mean, I just love New York. Uh, I find myself in Los Angeles a lot more these days, and I miss New York City, so it was really good to be back. Uh, A couple of quick little announcements in terms of what's going on in RevThink world. Uh, We did successfully get Jumpstart off the ground, so that accelerator is underway, and man, oh man, we have, I mean, probably the best group ever, and that's not saying anything uh, bad about our previous members, about our alumni. Uh, But this group is just really engaged. I mean, all of these studio and production company uh, creative owners are really fired up and paying attention and doing the work. They're involved in the Q&As and the modules and all that. And I'm I'm really thankful. So uh, hats off to you guys that are in the program. We also did our next show launcher event in Los Angeles. And that was great. That was sold out. It was like a standing room only event where Tim Thompson and Patrick Jaeger led a room talking about how to develop content for TV and other platforms where their slogan is, don't sell TV, develop TV that sells. So today on the podcast, I'm going to take a little different format here because I'm not interviewing a guest. I guess I'm kind of interviewing myself. And the topic I want to talk about today is the culmination of, I just got done doing, I don't know, maybe this was four weeks worth of strategy session calls. So these are phone and Skype and hangout calls that I do with business owners from all over the world. So, I mean, I'm talking to owners, of course, in the U.S. and in Europe a lot, but I also spoke with owners in Argentina and Slovakia and Romania, Moldova, Brazil, Gosh, I could just go on and on. Mexico. And after I do these series of calls, this is just to help business owners around the world and get a a sense of what's going on in the industry around the globe. And then, of course, offer free advice. This is just my way of saying, hey, let me give you some ideas on how to keep you moving forward. And I was really gratified, one, to hear that so many people around the world are listening to this podcast that kind of blew me away because everyone was like, yeah, I've, I've heard your show and listened to the Rev Thinking podcast and it's really great. Um, also, a lot of you mentioned that you had seen me on The Future, which is Chris Doe's, uh, his show, one of his live streams. I was on a couple of events with him and he's got a huge following, as you know. And of course, I got a lot of shout outs from that. 
But here's the reason I'm, I'm talking about this today on the podcast is after doing, I don't know, whatever was probably 40 or 50 calls over the past few weeks, I keep hearing these same repeating themes over and over again. And the theme is something like this. I have a sales problem. You know, at my emotion design studio, at my animation company, no, at my production company, I'm an independent director. Um, you know, I, I, I create uh, illustrations and do 3D. Whatever it is, everyone is saying I have a sales problem. And here's the thing. When I actually sit down and sort of unpack that with them, what I realize is that you think you have a sales problem. You don't really have a sales problem. You really have a marketing and positioning problem. And this is the common theme and what I want to talk about today. And I want to walk you through what I call stacking up the elements, stacking up the necessary items in your business to thrive in today's modern economy where you're competing against hundreds of firms and you know everyone says well budgets are going down and the demands are going up well i'm i'm going to i'm going to be a little uh, contrarian and really try and tackle that issue head on now let me also just mention before as i get started that i've seen some things out in the industry in the trades on the social media platforms that are man they're kind of just breaking my heart if i'm honest and I'll just give you a few examples. And what I'm getting at here is what I'm going to call marketing fails. So let's talk about a few marketing fails. So imagine if you're on LinkedIn and you are scrolling through your feed and you see a post from an executive producer at one of the top motion design and, and design studios in New York. And the executive producer has a post that says, check out our new work for brand fill in the blank there with whatever brand you want to i'm going to preserve the names to protect the innocent here this really breaks my heart when i see this because anytime you use the phrase check out and then you insert our new reel our new work our latest whatever i want to reach through the screen and strangle you because when you tell someone to check out, you know what they do? That's exactly what they do. They check out, as in like they leave your hotel and they're never coming back. Don't say check out. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you've got to go deeper. You have to try harder. The phrase check out our latest whatever, it sounds desperate and it sounds like you are not a creative person because if that's the best you can do, this is what you know. the uh, senior vice president at DirecTV told me many years ago. He said, you know, if you suck at marketing, why would I hire you to market my brand? And I have to agree. So don't use that. All right, that's one example. Okay, now here's another one. Now imagine you're, you're on Google. Let's say you're searching for something on Google. And you look over in the sidebar where those little paid Google AdWords appear. And what do you see but lo and behold a Google ad for one of the most legendary LA studios that says film titles, you know, visual effects, we do it all, call us. Now this causes my heart also to break 
because I think, oh my gosh, it can't, it can't be this bad. We can't have gotten to the point now where a major studio that is a household name in our industry is resorting to effectively Yellow Pages ads. For those of you that don't know what Yellow Pages are, let's just say that this is like, you know, slamming your name on billboards and signs and on the sides of buses and this kind of thing. This kills me because we all know the old expression that, you know, there's, there's no bad PR. Meaning when you get public relations or press releases out there in the world, you know, any awareness is good awareness, right? Well, no, because if you look desperate or if you look like you're a commodity, you're just fishing for anyone who might want to hire you and give you a project. That's not an expert. That is not an expert. And I can tell you where it's going to lead. It's going to lead to you having a conversation with a client and you'll think, oh, this is great. My, my ad drummed up some business, but that client will be uneducated, unsophisticated. They won't have a good budget. And if they do engage you, they will probably be one of the worst clients you've ever worked for because they're going to beat you up and give you crazy demands and ask for infinite revisions and they're going to want to own everything and so on and so on and so on. So this also just really breaks my heart. Now, I'll, I'll give you one more example. I have one client that I was talking to recently and he got approached by a conference. And this conference is supposedly a conference of influencers and decision makers and executives at big companies. And this conference said, hey, just pay us $30,000 and we'll let you come attend our conference and meet everyone there and you'll get a lot of business out of it. And without researching much further, this person was asking me, hey, should I do this? Now, the conversation has since evolved and there might be an interesting opportunity there. But I will just say, watch out, okay? Be a savvy buyer when it comes to people that want to put you in front of a, a crowd or an audience of decision makers, okay? It's a much more involved question than simply someone claiming, I'm going to get you in front of a bunch of people. And then, of course, the line I probably hear the most often, and this is from small studios, and in fact, I would say most of what I'm saying here today on this episode is going to really apply to the smaller studios. So for my clients out there, or those of you that are running studios that are in the several million dollars a year range, this isn't going to apply to you. But a common thing I hear from owners is we just need a rep. I just need to find a good salesperson. And I will tell you that this is a very common myth that you are believing. And the myth is something like this. Oh, a salesperson has lots of connections and relationships. And of course, that person is going to do a good job selling you on that very idea. And they're going to say, hire me and pay me a salary and pay me a commission. And I'll bring in all this work. And I can tell you that 98% of the time it fails. And I can just tell you from having been through this experience many times in the industry that this is how it goes. Because a salesperson does not fix your problem because you don't have a sales problem. You actually have a marketing and a positioning problem. All right. So those are some of the marketing fails. I just want to kind of put those out there and you might be guilty of several of those. And if you are, it's okay because there's time. And you know what? There's a lot of opportunity out there. And if you feel like there's not a lot of opportunity out there, 
I submit that you have to go back to some basics because the time I just spent in New York City for the past couple days, the amount of opportunity and the, the shops that I'm working with are incredibly busy. Now, they have problems. These companies have problems or else why would they be hiring a consultant like me? But they have good problems. They have problems like getting all the work done and you know, financial problems, operations problems. How do we scale? What are the resources? We need more freelancers, um, all these kinds of things. Those are good problems. And I want you to have good problems, not bad problems. And a bad problem is I can't get good projects. I can't get good budgets. So let's talk about that. Because for me to really help you understand how all of these things stack up, in today's market, in today's crowded marketplace where there are hundreds of small studios and firms that you're competing against and everyone's competing on price, the way that you are going to thrive is going to be a little bit counterintuitive to you because I can tell this about you, that if you come from the old days or from the not so old days, that the myth in the industry kind of goes like this. Well, if you just do great work, the rest will take care of itself. And this is a myth. I'll walk you through this. Now, some of you out there are saying, well, it also, you have to be great at customer service. Like you have to be able to provide a great service and experience, but you think that's all it is. If we just do great work and we have great service, then we'll be successful. And that was true. That was definitely true, you know, 20 plus years ago, maybe even 10 years ago but it's really not true anymore. And I would even submit that most of you that run these smaller firms, you probably look at the bigger studios that produce all this brilliant work and you envy the clients and the brands and the the beautiful work. And you think, man, if we could just do a great, great project like that, then clients would want to hand us more projects because great work begets more great work, doesn't it? Well, not really. Because I have nothing against great work. Clearly, great work is necessary. It's essential. But it's really just your ticket to get into the game. Okay? It might get you on the field where you can compete, but you're not going to win the game just with great work. It's like what's expected. Of course you do great work. I wouldn't be talking to you because I've got a hundred other people I can call. So what does it take? Well, let's, let's, let's go at it this way. I'm going to talk about these five items and I'm going to stack them up, but I'm actually going to stack them from the top down because I want to begin with the end in mind and say this, what is it that you really want from your business, from your creative studio, from your production company? What is it that you really want? And most of you really want at the end of the day, You want to do great work, work that stands out, that work that builds a great reputation, work that has really good budgets. Okay, this is the kind of work that matters, and you long to do this type of work. And your question might be, yes, how do I do great work? How do I get great projects? Well, let's let's kind of go down my stack here. So at the top is great work. 
what's beneath great work? What's the foundation that sets the stage for great work? Well, it's better clients. It's better clients. Okay, you need to upgrade your clients. And of course, when I say that, you're probably thinking, yeah, okay, awesome. Love that. Thanks, Joel. We're all done here. Thanks for that answer. No, that's obviously not the end because if it was that simple, everyone would just go out and get better clients and we'd get better projects and we'd have better budgets. It's not that simple. But I would also from there say, okay, well, let's ask the question, how do you get better clients? What's the item below better clients as we stack these things up? And I'm going to tell you that it is powerful outreach. Okay. When you're selling a high ticket offer, okay. Cause you're not selling hundred dollar or maybe thousand dollar services here. Okay. I know th- some of you might be out there in doing the explainer video thing and competing in that very noisy marketplace where jobs are done for a couple thousand dollars. But I know you want to escape that trap. I call that the commoditization trap where you're selling a commodity. And in order to escape that trap, you have to have powerful outreach. And powerful outreach means really great marketing. And it it means you have an ability to reach out to better clients and actually get their attention. You can get on their radar, you can get a meeting, you can connect with them and do a screening talk to them about their deeper problems. And that, of course, leads to you winning that better client, forming that relationship. And then that, of course, stacks up and results in great work. So there you go. You just got to have powerful outreach. And you stack those items up, right? Well, no, because it goes deeper. There's five items in our stack, and we've only done three. So from the top down, we have great work, then we have better clients. And then below that is this powerful outreach. Well, what is underneath powerful outreach? What forms the basis under that? Well, beneath powerful outreach is narrow positioning. Narrow positioning. I call this carving out your positioning because great positioning is going to carve out a place in the mind of your client and as I say, not on their shelves. Okay. So carve out a positioning in the minds of your clients, not on their shelves. How do you form a narrow positioning? Well, we'll, we'll get into that, but it's really forming a positioning that makes you unique, remarkable, interesting, and it creates curiosity that leads to conversations. So as we stack those things back up, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll walk through the stack here in just a second. Okay, so there's the four items as we drill down. We want great work. We get great work from better clients. We get better clients by having powerful outreach. And we do powerful outreach by having narrow positioning. Now, what forms the bottom of our stack here? The bottom of our pyramid. What is the foundation of narrow positioning? It is genius. It's your genius. And now... Your genius is that thing that you do better than anyone else. And it's the thing that you love doing. It's the thing that produces huge results. And it also gives you energy. It gives you energy. It doesn't drain you. 
And of course, getting clear about your genius and really identifying what it is, is a lifelong journey, but it forms the foundation of everything. And I would just submit, try and name something else that's going to be the foundation of a successful creative business. And it's not there. It's not there. You know, people often ask me, well, don't you want to go out into the market and find a need? And I say, no, no, because your job is to get in touch with your genius. Uh, There's a famous Howard Thurman quote that I love that says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and then go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. And that's a great example of you getting in touch with your genius is really the foundation of the whole thing. So now let's stack it back up. We'll go back through these five items. And as we stack them back up, we're going to build a really strong, healthy, thriving, creative business. And here's how we go. We start by genius. We identify your genius and we use that as the unique and marvelous and wonderful thing that you do, that you love doing, that creates massive results, that brings you energy. And from that, we start to build your narrow positioning. Now, some of you may be familiar with my three P's theory of positioning that we've talked about here on the podcast that is also on our website. And a lot of people in the industry, I think now are starting to talk about it, which is cool. But you form a I believe a really strong narrow positioning based on three P's. And that is you look at your power and your purpose and your personality and how those three things interplay and they come together around your firm's name. So once you get your clear about your positioning, you're going to carve out a positioning that's unique and sticky and interesting that makes people curious. So positioning is not only like the branding of your firm, and maybe some of the visual identity, it's really more the message. Like, who do you say you are to the world? And when you reach out to clients, what is it that you say? And what do you tell them? Now, that's clearly on your website, on your About Us page, but it's also in every email blast you ever do. It's on all your social media posts. It's in your press releases. It's even, once you start talking about doing sales, it's even in your pitch decks and it's in your proposals because this is the lens, the point of view that you look at the world through and clients connect very deeply with your, your why and your how and your who. Okay, so again, that's your personality, your power and your purpose. So once you've built that positioning and it's really narrow, Think of it like a spear, okay? So the more narrow a spear is, the sharper the point is and the ability for it to penetrate into people's minds. Once you have that positioning, now you're ready for powerful outreach. Powerful outreach is reaching out to get meetings and it's reaching out on social media. It's creating awareness that moves people from unaware to aware and then you're driving them to interest and then you're starting to get into intent where people have needs, projects, and the, and the like. So powerful outreach is really like, how do you reach out to somebody? How do you find them? How do you reach out to them? How do you start the conversation? And I'll say this, when you start the conversation, it's not about what you do, okay? Your positioning is not a, a what positioning. 
like, oh, we do animation and we would love to talk to you if, if you have any animation projects coming up. No, 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 no. That is not how you do it. The way you do it is you lead with your sticky, narrow positioning. You create curiosity that leads to conversations. And then as your powerful outreach starts to reach out and connect with those better clients, we're now at the next level where we're talking to better clients. And now your opportunity is how can you go in and build trust first and offer expertise, trust and expertise. These are the essential ingredients. And guess what? Once you start talking to better clients, you know what you don't do? You don't do some of the things that you might be doing all the time right now. You don't say, you know, we can do just about everything. That's not narrow positioning. You just killed yourself. You also don't things, say things like, you know, we, do, we can do projects of almost any size. We can handle budgets large and small. Okay? You just told me you're not an expert. You're a generalist. You're just desperate. You're just hungry for any project. And I don't know why I would call you. Okay, so you just blew it right there. So this is where I really recommend that the modern firm builds trust, shares expertise. And this, of course, is a conversation where you are not selling services, but instead you are selling results or you are selling value. This is so important. Don't sell hours and rates. Don't go in and have those kinds of conversations. And this is what puts you in a position to not have a sales problem. Because once the clients love you, they love your, your approach, your positioning, your point of view, they love your work, now they're going to hand you a project. And guess what? We're now at the top of the pyramid. And now you're doing great work. So that's how everything stacks up. So guess what? The next time you're on a website and you're looking at some studio, a production company, whatever, that produced some amazing, beautiful project, and you think, man, well, they just got that project because they do such great work. Think about this stack of things that I've listed off, and I can promise you that all of these things are in play, that the reason they are producing that great work is because they know how to get better clients. They know how to do powerful outreach. They have a very narrow positioning and it's built upon the genius of the owners and the leaders inside that company. That's the story you never see. Okay. You compare yourself against these great projects for these great brands and these great budgets. And you just think, Oh man, I, I wish I could do that. I wish that was possible. Well, just realize it is possible, but it's stacking up these five things. And if you're a tiny studio or if you're a $10 million a year studio, this is what it takes in today's marketplace. This is what's changed. But the good news is I've seen people apply this concept with great results. It works. In fact, I will make a little wager with you that if you apply these concepts diligently, patiently, consistently, that usually within somewhere between six and 18 months, you will very likely double or almost double your revenue because you can charge higher prices, command a premium, you win more projects, 
And you get out of that commoditization trap where you're competing with other companies based on price. Nobody wants to be there. You shouldn't be there. Do yourself a favor. And you know what? Do the industry a favor. Because you know what? All of you shops out there that are competing on price, that have a what-based positioning, are creating a lot of noise in the industry. You're struggling. You're frustrated. So the sooner you get out of that commoditization trap, the better for you and the better for everyone else. Because I think there's millions and millions of colors in the rainbow. You're going to pick one color and just be that and be awesome at it and go find the clients that believe what you believe and want to do business with you. And it's going to be a big, happy planet that we all get to live on as we all produce brilliant work. We get paid a premium for all the value and awesomeness that we create in the world. So summing up, I hope you have enjoyed this conversation of us stacking up the items. Uh, and I hope I've, I've convinced you that you don't have a sales problem, that more than likely you have a marketing and positioning problem if your firm is trying to break through and reach the next level. All right, so where can you go next? Where, do you, where should you go if you want more information, details, etc. on what I've described here? I would encourage you to go to RevThink.com. I'm going to publish a white paper on this topic uh, that, in fact, for the next 30 days, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give the white paper away for free. So actually, I need to think of a, a code right now that you can use. How about discount code sales problem? There you go. So use the discount code sales problem, and you can go to our website and download the white paper on this topic. And that'll give you some hopefully real concrete information and ideas to help you keep moving forward. Um, the white paper is going to be called You Don't Have a Sales Problem. That's my uh, my working title. And I guess I'll have to stick with it now because I just put it out there in the cyberspace universe. So go download that white paper. Hope you find that helpful and valuable. I should also mention that, you know, in Jumpstart, this accelerator program that I do, we cover this content exactly, um, plus more. But we cover these these five items and how they stack up uh, in just 10 weeks. So I work with, say, a dozen uh, firms, creative firms, to put these items in place. Personally, I help the members of my accelerator um, apply these concepts to their specific business situations and help them move forward. And um, it's great. I mean, the results are, are really outstanding for people that can go through that process and apply them. And it really does help push these firms to the next level where they get on a new trajectory of doing better projects for better clients with bigger budgets and, and so forth. Of course, there's lots of other good resources at our website. You can also search our website, you know, search the term sales, search positioning, search marketing, and you're going to find some really good articles and resources, uh, episodes of the podcast and other things like that. I'm also inviting anyone that's an owner of a studio or production company. Um, you can't be a solopreneur. So, you know, just a one person shop or a freelancer operating an, under a name. Um, this is not a good fit for you. But if you're running um, an established business, go to Facebook and you can join our seven ingredients Facebook group. It's a private group and it's just owners 
creative entrepreneurs of studios and production companies and and agencies um, all around the world. There's over 400 members of that group right now that are having dialogue and sharing and challenging each other. So that's a great resource. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate you listening in. For me, it's really an honor and a privilege to give back to you and to play a part in your story. And I would, of course, love to hear from you and get your feedback on this and all the other episodes because we want to make sure that the podcast continues to be a valuable resource and support to you. Okay, well, I hope to see you uh, maybe at an upcoming cohort dinner uh, in one of our cohort chapter cities, maybe at a conference, um, or find me inside the 7 Ingredients group and give me a shout-out. I would love to hear from you. Okay, thanks again. Joel out. You've been listening to the Rev Thinking Podcast. For more free resources, updates on upcoming events, or to learn how RevThink consultants advise creative entrepreneurs, please visit RevThink.com.